The Boiled Sports Handsome Hour is sponsored by Martin Vintage. Visit martinvintage.com for an excellent selection of Purdue apparel. Enter Boiled at checkout for 15% off your entire order. And by AJ's on Vine Street in West Lafayette. For the best on-campus selection of burgers, comfort food, draft beers, and TVs to monitor all the action, visit AJ's. EatAJ's.com. That was good. That was good. Anybody here? Hello? Anyone here? Nobody understands that anymore. That's like a six-year-old no. movie at this point. No, I'm surprised you even know that one. What are you talking about? Well, a little before your time. No, it's my time. Before I hated that movie. It's a bad movie. It's an objectively bad movie. What? But like, I, you know, I know what it is. How is it an objectively bad movie? Ferris Bueller is terrible. Ed Ferris Bueller is terrible. He's the worst. I wish nothing but bad he things to him. He showed Cameron that there was mo- that 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 all you had it. to do was just be a confident white dude in the middle of a city, and anything will go. <laughs> oh, I hated Ferris Bueller so the much. The Anise version of Ferris. Bu- Anise's day off, and oh, Anise that... arrested for grand theft auto <laughs> immediately. Immediately, and, and my friend is trying to convince them that I'm just in the car. <laughs> it's like, no, absolutely not. This is the '90s. We can't have this. We could go for an hour if you want on Ferris Bueller. There's no way. First of all, I I, I reject. Oh, it's uh, terrible. The notion that it's a bad movie. It's not a bad movie. Mm. I want to bring up Nate Reiner's um, comment right now. Finally, the last time we talk about Nebraska. Oh, how oh. little faith you have in us, <laughs> my friend. <laughs> It is so easy to start every show. And I have a Nebraska nugget to start the show off tonight. Um, And it's not even related to our experience being at the game. Many of you were there as well. Oh, by the way, welcome to the Handsome Hour. It is Jay and Anish the Swami right now. It's a a traditional (laughs) two-man. Two bed in a two bed tent. Oh, okay. So we got plenty of room today. Oh, yeah. We can roll around in here. Um, Nate, yes, says finally the last time we will talk about Nebraska. No, 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 no. So I learned today, and some of you who obsessively refresh Twitter in between your Zoom meetings um, probably also saw this. Anish, I don't know if you saw this because you're a hardworking person who doesn't have time for shenanigans throughout the day. Um, Trev Alberts revealed what his metrics were for scott frost this year hmm. you ready oh Do you know this oh no so he was so he told scott scotty boy when he re- remember they remember how they reduced his contract they restructured yeah. it they did the jim less. harbaugh thing where they i don't know if you knew this butt. i don't know if you knew this but frosty had a way to go back to to revert to his original contract do you know what he had to do hmm. he had to win six games and go to a bowl the now, bar could not be the Nebraska jokes write themselves. But here's well, I mean, yeah. Let's not even let, before we even get into that. What in in Scott's defense, shouldn't he have been allowed to coach the season then, or at least until true. they were eliminated from bowl contention? It's true. It's true because he could have got his they could still go to a bowl game. It's not even close to out of the realm of possibility. But what's so weird? It, what's so weird is is then zooming out even further, in that like they fired him a week before his buyout dropped by seven million or whatever, and so it's like either they could, either it was so clear early that things were going bad and Scott wanted his money, or he was going to get a chance to get his to win back his full buyout. Right? It turns out old Scotty boy didn't have the answers. But but. If he had done those things, and this was in writing, it reverted to the old contract. So I replied today to um, one of the beat writers for Nebraska, and I said, if they go to a bowl, does Scott get his contract back? Because <laughs> I think that's in writing. <laughs> so, I, I mean, that that would be the ultimate. Like, Scott that's Frost's funny. agent turns out to be a diabolical genius, and that's it's like, well, funny. it says right here that if Nebraska – it doesn't say if Scott Frost – it says if Nebraska goes to a bowl game – then Scott Frost gets the remainder of his contract, which and I guess he did Scott anyway. Frost, he can attend the bowl game, too, so Scott Frost could go, right? <laughs> so uh, Kevin and ABQ, I'd like you to bring up his comment. 27 mm-hmm. of us in here, only two likes. Smash that like button. 
Exactly. Um, smash the like, smash the subscribe. You get the little bell dinging so that you know whenever Boiler Dad goes live after the games in midweek. Oh, um, it's the best. Noodle says they have to say something I like first. Yes. How dare you? <laughs> exactly. How dare you? <laughs> so, um, for, for the first time all season, it is a legitimate – Nebraska football is a legitimate topic to start the Bold Sports Handsome Hour. Uh, Purdue did what Purdue does. They – they rolled up yards. Uh, no, but they they did that thing where they just just forty minutes of possession, six hundred yards of offense on the black shirts, baby, and somehow somehow it came down to a six point win. I don't I don't understand this team. It's Bizarro Purdue, and if you saw the name of the show or you uh, pay attention on Twitter, you know that Anish and I drove past a sign that said East Lafayette. And realized that it was that must be where Bizarro Purdue lives, and there's all these weird things happening there. And that's we're fully in East Lafayette right now, I think, because I keep wanting to argue in favor of like, why isn't Purdue ranked? They're five and two. It's like, yeah, but but I haven't felt really that great about any of these wins. We've watched (laughs) the games, like, we know we're not that here. So, like, objectively, it's really funny because, like, um, ah, there's a there's an Iowa guy. Or sorry, Illinois guy at CBS, um, uh, Fernelli, Tom Fernelli was like bring, it was, he was doing the blind resume thing, right? Where you bring up two teams, whatever, whatever, and one of them's ranked and one of them's not, and that's your way to show that the rankings are frauds. Um, and uh, Kentucky and Purdue on paper have the same resume. In terms of wins over projected bowl opponents, wins over top 25 teams, projected, or I mean, um, margin of victory, you know, mm-hmm. one of both of them have one kind of win that you can kind of throw out. It's all very, all very small. Kentucky is ranked something like 19th or something like that. And Purdue is like just outside the top 25. I think we're 26th. Um, so first of all, when you frame it as ranked versus not ranked, when in reality Purdue is 26th instead of 25th, like that's a little bit dramatic. But then also it's like we've we can't get too angry about it because it's like we live these games, man. Like these games have taken you know days off of our lives, the end of our lives with the amount of stress that's being released inside of us. It's terrible. And, and then Brom in the post game was like, I hope Purdue fans get used to this because apparently we're not going to win a game by a comfortable margin. <laughs> Well, and, and fans always do that thing where they're like, five and two, yeah, but but we're like, you know, 64 seconds away from being seven and oh. Yeah, you're probably and then, four minutes away from being oh and seven. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, one and it, six, let's say that. I think the Indiana State game was well in hand the whole time, but, but, it, you know, and I, you know, it was the, the biggest case of, like, I think their quarterback is bad. Like, I think Nebraska's quarterback is actively bad. Um, my case in point was in the third quarter after what was the name? Palmer. After mm-hmm. Palmer, again, this one man wrecking crew of a wide receiver, this Rondale Moore, Charlie Jones, David Bell esque of a wide All receiver, into one. just single handedly carries this sad, sad quarterback. Uh, it's sad Nebraska offense to any semblance of movement, gets him inside the 10, and the quarterback misses not one, uh, you know, right at the goal line, not two right at the outside, open outside corner, not but three, a wide open in the back corner to tie the game up. Wide open. Three straight game, uh, three straight plays inside the 10, three straight pass plays that Purdue coverage is completely busted and he can't just make the simple pass. And so that's, and basically like all we were allowing were those 35, anywhere from 35 to 85 yard completions and runs after the catch by Palmer. And it was like, just stop two of them. You stop two of them. This is a blowout. What are we doing? Oh, why? Why? Well, I don't know. Is Trey Palmer really that good in general? Like, he's good. He, oh, yeah, but he's not, he might not be that, that yeah, good. That's his, good. that's his second 100 yard receiving game of the season. So let's pump the brakes a little bit. Does, it, does it count thing. as two? Because it is, it was a 200 yard 237. Wow. And and then everyone was like chirping Quick, about. Wait, the tell fact. me, tell me how many yards Iowa had last week. <laughs> uh, I don't 
No, but I'll find that for you. Yeah, thank you. Or the last game they played, I should say. Yeah, were they off last week? I guess they were. Yeah, they were off last week. But it doesn't stop me from making Iowa jokes. I'm going to do it. We're here for Nebraska hate and Iowa jokes every weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Iowa is still three and three. I mean, they're they're one and two in the in the in the, uh, the, the conference. They oh, should yeah, hire more fairnesses. They have. Let's see here. They have not scored a touchdown. <laughs> Since what Keep day was clicking. this game? October first. Okay, October 1st. there you go. There you they go. They played against Michigan and they scored two fourth fourth quarter touchdowns, um, a two yard run and a five yard pass. You wouldn't want to. You wouldn't want anything any longer than that. There's no. There's no need to do that. This is inefficient. Why would you do um, such a thing? What's oh, the upside? Now, hold on, that's auto playing stuff in my ear. That's my favorite thing about ESPN's uh, website is just auto playing videos right into your. It's a startup. Audio. They're a start. They're a startup. They're, they're just learning how give, the you internet works. Give them a little bit of time. It's fine. Oh, but your friends at Iowa get to play uh, Ohio State on Big Nude Saturday on Fox. Oof. Oof. <laughs> at Ohio State. Oof. 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 Man. CJ's got to have a game. He's going to have a game. <laughs> oh, CJ Stress. Oh, man, that was great. For those that didn't see it, Brian Ferentz was asked last week, why not consider starting someone other than than uh, Petrus? Petrus. And he said, I, I mean, uh, what's the upside? I mean, it's incredible. Like if someone said that to of Brown, having the worst, 18 months of having the worst, the literal worst offense of 131 FBS schools. Yeah, that's the upside. Yeah. Seems good. Seems like a reason. By the way, speaking of uh, Iowa offense, um, Charlie Jones, who formerly played there, uh, was back back on his horse this weekend. 12 receptions, 132 yards, and two touchdowns. TJ Sheffield also caught two oh. touchdowns. And there is talk that Brock Thompson is not far from returning. He he tweeted out there that he's getting close. Because yeah, the bowl game is getting closer and closer. <laughs> Uh, we can go play Kentucky or someone, and he can ball out. I didn't. Uh, Charlie Jones on ESPN's site is listed as questionable, which I don't like seeing. Well, it was probably because of that late uh, cheap shot that when he, he took tackled? right before, right before the game-winning catch that he, or the game-sealing catch that he had the next, like the very next, on a third and eleven to seal the right. game. Um, oh, that by the way, like AOC was in. I we'll get to Makabe, who is the player of yes. the game. Makabe is oh. the player of the game. But some of these throws that AOC was making, they were perfectly – so we have um, – the seats that we were at were low and kind of in the corner, like mm-hmm. you know, uh, maybe like 10-yard line, um, like 10, 20-yard line-ish. And so for some of these throws, you can see – and especially the ones on the other end of the field as they're going the other way, you might not be able to see the specific you know, um, uh, uh, yard marker that they're at, but when he's throwing to his left – you can see these small, small, like throwing these slants to his left. The small windows that he's throwing to, first of all, when he releases it, it there is no wide receiver there. Nope. Like his anticipation is like an NFL quarterback. And again, he shouldn't be an NFL quarterback, but he so clearly possesses the skills to. He so clearly possesses the accuracy and the poise and the, like, you know, just like calmly going through his reads. It's incredible. And the timing that he has with Charlie Jones, I mean, and uh, today with TJ Sheffield was incredible. Um, that play, that 11, third and 11 to seal the game, you know, he's reading the safety, safety bit down on Payne Durham, and he just floats it above him, kind of triangu- <laughs> triangulated right between those three defenders, the biting safety and the two corners behind him, right to Charlie, right, Charlie. Gets it, goes down, seals the game, limps off because the play previous, uh, Nebraska cheap shotted both Payne Durham and Charlie Jones, which just classy bunch of black. Well, that talked about it in his, in his wrap up. I mean, he said, you know, it's kind of smart coaching because dare them to call it because they obviously could tell things mm-hmm. weren't getting called, and I'm sure the coaching staff said you cannot let them get this first down. So. You take a penalty, you take a penalty, but don't let him get the first down. Mm-hmm. And they literally took out Purdue's top two targets, and AOC calmly used the wheels. Just put oh, it in yeah. forward, 
There's no extra gears. There's just that, forward. That's and... sweet 7.240. <laughs> yeah, just like yeah. tractor speed. <laughs> yeah. You just put it in forward and, and chug, chug away. Pick up the, what did he need? A yard? Two? Something like that. It, he, it was a long one. Like it was, it was a long one. So like, and by the time you take it in shotgun, like he needed to run about five yards to get to, to get to the marker. He juked, calmly juked, you know, yeah. one linebacker that was there, as you do, as an athlete does. Um, Brian T. There, I didn't want to put that <laughs> exactly. one. Exactly. He says, uh, "Do you see AOC playing on Sundays? If so, where's the best fit?" You know, it it would have seemed unheard of, like just a couple of years ago, um, but. Uh, I don't think he'll be playing in the NFL. I think he'll absolutely get a look the way that guys like Blau did because I think now I think there's a reputation and not not even yeah. just now like Brom now. I mean like years of quarterbacks coming out of Purdue who at a minimum are good practice squad backup yeah. guys because they know how to play quarterback. Mm-hmm. They know how to sling it. And if you ended up in a situation where you needed to go to your practice squad quarterback, yeah. well, you got a guy who you know, Blau proved that in that Thanksgiving game a couple of years yeah. ago. Like he acquitted himself nicely. I Great think I think AOC room. I think AOC ends up higher on depth charts than Blau, which is kind of crazy. Again, if you transport yeah, me AOC's three years ago, this... it's insane. Yeah, but Blau never struck anybody as a prototypical NFL quarterback, right? He 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 always kind of just seemed like I, he he almost to me always felt like a converted quarterback. That's what he felt like to me. Like like not a not the guy you draw up as a QB to play in the NFL. AOC just just it throws looks, the ball, reads it that. Honestly, way. It honestly look that way. again like Sindelar. We talk about Elijah Sindelar in terms of a dude that has all the tools, right? But like the refinement and the feel for it wasn't quite there. But like you know, if you need if you need somebody to rocket a ball ten yards right into a receiver's pocket, like. Sindelar's your guy. He's gonna stand in there. He's gonna take a hit. He's gonna deliver it. Like that's the kind of typical, like prototypical, um, you know, uh, uh, quarterback size. But AOC makes it look so effortless, man. Like it is astounding to see him. So it's been so good. Meanwhile, let's get to the start of the game. Like we've gone long enough. Devin Mockaby. Before you say that, just go down a few comments. Greg McManus wants. I don't know if you knew this. He says, but. uh, Chuck and AOC play peewee football together, so they know each other. You know, I I've know never, heard that. I've never heard this. Um, <laughs> I've never seen that picture. Actually, legitimately, I've probably only seen that picture once or twice of them because we've been at so many of the games. I was going to say, you've been at most of the games, so you don't see – you guys who hear, if they have to listen to Matt Millen, uh, thoughts and prayers uh, are with you, but we didn't have to. We, we, We instead had to listen to, and I'm not making this up, a 30th birthday party for some Nebraska bros literally in the row behind us. And That's they were wearing weird. matching shirts. They were. That was cute. With the guy's face on it. That was adorable. Super cool. Super cool. That's great. Um, but yes, player of the game. Sorry. Player of the game oh. uh, with 30 rushes, 178 yards, a 5.9 average, um, and a touchdown. Uh, Devin Maccabi, who... I don't know. Has has Devin? Maybe maybe we need to get, need to, get to work. We're we're falling down on our. Uh, we used to be really good at uh, giving nicknames that no one but us used. Um, but Maccabee needs a nickname. I don't know. He could have his own line of honey, the Maccabees. You know what I mean? Maccabees, like West Lafayette natural honey. You won't get stung by the Maccabee. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. The wasp. The wasp. Yeah, I know. See, this is what I mean. We're not very good at this. Um, yeah, but I mean, you know, what are you going to do? Um, no, I, I um, he was incredible. He is so decisive. He's so, like, you could see it for, again, in person, you notice the whole, the speed at which, or like the lack of hesitation whenever he makes a decision, right? And it's always kind of naturally towards where the line is leading him. I mean, I could also say the line gets the game ball because that offensive line was just manhandling uh, Nebraska. It was really impressive. This was their most impressive game of the year, um, including that, um, including the Minnesota game. Minnesota might be frauds. Who knows? Um, <laughs> but like th- that offensive line was so good. It was creating holes for Maccabee and he was hitting them without hesitation. 
And that, but then when you watch it's, it's so in person, you see that decisiveness because it's like, you know, especially when you're low, that's when you realize like, like even in high level college football, like these athletes are like so much more athletically superior than like the normals out here. Mm -hmm. Right. Not even talking about pros. And so you, you really see when somebody like Maccabee stands out. But then watching the replay, it's like, this guy's produced four-year starter. I mean, like, he's going to be up for, if he lasts. Like, he'll probably, because he's like, you know, running backs tend to do. But he's going to be one of those mid-round running backs that ends up, like, producing an absurd amount in the pros. Being that cheap if, rookie running back that, like, uh, uh, NFL plays, plays like this. Plays, I mean, for four years like this. He's a yeah. freshman. And yeah. he's he's let me just so he's got 80 attempts, 453 yards, a 5.7 yard average, which like let's not that's that's really good, really good. And five touchdowns. He's had a touchdown in every game he's played in except for the FAU game. Um, and here's the crazy thing: he didn't touch the field against Penn State, so he's only played in six games, and he's got 453 yards. So. He's got another five games where you would have to assume he's going to be getting the majority of the carries unless something changes. Um, yeah, I mean, he's, he's he has a shot at approaching 1,000 yards. I think it'll oh, probably yeah. be more like 850, 900, but, but that's a hell of a freshman year. And we've already got five touchdowns. So what do you pencil him in for? Three or four more at an absolute oh, minimum? At minimum. Oh, at right. minimum. He's getting those goal line ones as yes. well. Especially when – so there was a um, – uh, it was immediately that was the um so right at the drive right after uh i forget and i don't really even want to remember nebraska's quarterback's name missed three straight throws they settled for a field goal that was right after palmer basically took one to the house that took a 13 to 27 lead in like right out of halftime instantly to 2027 so a comfortable lead at halftime turns into uh-oh yeah. turns into potentially the game is all of a sudden tied. So they're forced to kick the field goal. And all they do, all Purdue does that next drive is hand it off to Devin Mockaby. And yep. all he does is drive them down methodically, like what, three and a half minutes or something like that into the end zone. Mm -hmm. It was mm -hmm. a drive like I called, like I've never seen Jeff Brown called before, which right. was like constant nonstop runs until you stop us. It's the same guy doing it the whole way. Now, thankfully, Palmer had another one play 80 yard drive that he uh, that, you know, he just caught the ball and ran in. And that was nice. That was that, that was but, uh, negate completely negating all of that great effort. But, you know, it is. It, is what it, is. it was. Yeah. What were there? Let's take a look here. Um <laughs> Trey Palmer, a 37-yard pass uh, in the third quarter, four-play drive. Uh, Trey Palmer, 72-yard pass. That's the one. Two plays, 75 yards. Um, yeah, so they had a three-yard uh, play and a 72-yard pass, and that was what made it 34-30 at the end of the third quarter. Great. And awesome. I, I cool. Yeah, I don't even. Purdue then gets a field goal to make it seven. Charlie Jones catches a touchdown with 655, making it 43-30, and you think, okay, that's that's good. One minute later, Nebraska scores to make it 43-37. That's, that's the one. That was like that was the stunner right there, which is like, oh, oh no. But like the the Nebraska drive right after um that Charlie Jones touchdown, I think, or maybe right before that Charlie Jones um touchdown. So the yeah, so Maccabee uh converted that fourth down like at midfield, led to a field goal. But then, mm -hmm. uh, like Nebraska was getting it and marching down the field just like they did the whole uh, rest of the game, and then Reese Taylor comes up with that flipping in the air pick, which was so much more impressive when we saw it in person because there was no doubt to us that he caught it, like even right. from the distance that we were at. But then watching the replays, they had to go through, they had to see it again. But like it was amazing, it was incredible. It looked like a random, it looked like a Mario character jumping up and getting a star or something like that. It was amazing. <laughs> And finally, like Nebraska's, um, you know, momentum was halted a little bit. Um, but then, you know, don't worry about it. We have a 13 point lead, 13 point lead, by the way, because after that incredible Charlie Jones touchdown, uh, again, another one that was unbelievable timing 
between uh, AOC and Charlie Jones, miss the extra point just because like, and then surrender a touchdown immediately just because nothing can be normal ever. Just just keep it interesting. Oh. Nothing can be normal. And Purdue has to like, what, what, what's their, let me take a look real quick here. They are, um, I'm trying to think of, it's weird how you push this stuff out of your head. Um, but, but I feel like Purdue is, they haven't had a, a, like a clear win, right? I mean, like a, like a, a no doubter. Like, I mean, no. I mean, the the Indiana State game, right? Um, but then, like dating back to Tennessee last year, nope, that wasn't four good. In a row. By the way, that Tennessee that Tennessee win looks real good right now. The last, last team, team to, to beat Tennessee. Tennessee. That's right. We don't want a rematch. We're good. That's that's the no, series. We're done. No, 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 no part of them. <laughs> we respect again. you, Hendon Hooker. Yes, we... yes. and. Very happy to have won. Uh, but, yeah, this four-game win streak, FAU by two, Minnesota by ten, which might as well be a million the way this team plays, and Maryland by two, Nebraska by six. And so this weekend, they head to just a great place. Just 18 years since Purdue has beaten Wisconsin. And the last time they so did So you're win, telling me we're due. What? <laughs> if you believe in due, Wow. Like Purdue, they are very, very due. The two beat Wisconsin, who is terrible, it appears. Three and four, one and three in the conference. And yet, and yet, the ESPN matchup predictor has a 57.8% chance for Wisconsin to win. They Wisconsin is favored by two. I mean, I don't know how much of that is 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 history because the betters know. I don't know. I don't know. I can't remember that. I I barely remember the last one. I barely remember it. And so it's like, no, I no, thank you. I'm good. I will never see it. I, I yeah, I'll never see it. Yeah, exactly. It was, oh, we all remember. Okay. You're right. But like, no, no, not that one. No, not that one. That was a loss, my friend. um, When you're thinking of, that's the one that began this. Is the famous curse. That's the one that began this because I believe they yeah. won in 03. And then in 04 was the Orton, you know, Purdue gets to number five. I can, and... I can feel Michael just like, just, I, he hears this in the distance. <laughs> I, yeah. That bothers me less now. It did for many years because, as I've said before on this show, uh, that was the absolute apex for Purdue football. That was, I mean, it's, I've always said, it's very rare that you can pinpoint that for any sort of sports program, but Purdue, it's very easy for Purdue football. Number five, undefeated, game day in town, leading in the third quarter, that you can see right where it peaked. And then, and then it was... <laughs> um, yes, Kyle Segoe says last one was 03 in Madison. Keep up, Kyle. We already said that. Only 20, um, only 19 years ago. It's fine. Nothing much has happened since ago. then. They're due. They're due. Um, Devin Maccabee was literally not alive. Many That's, of them weren't alive. Many of them were not alive. So Wisconsin's not very good. Oh, I believe Jim Leonard, um, if I remember the stat correctly, I believe he returned a touchdown in the last time Purdue. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> That's the kind of stuff. That's the good stuff right there. The guy on the oh sidelines was a player. Oh, God. Oh, my goodness. It's so bad. It's so bad, man. So, I honestly, I'll chalk this one up as a loss and Iowa as a win, no. and that's fine. I'll get, no. I'll get one and one. You were ready to chalk up Minnesota as a loss. You were I ready was, to chalk. Yeah. I was one and three October. One and three October. It's turned into three and oh. You hater, get off our back. I am. Here. You're not welcome. I am. Here. You're right. Not welcome. You're right. Here. After that FAU game, yeah, I was. You're right. <laughs> Didn't feel so good about that one. <laughs> yeah, not I did remember great. walking out of there like, oh boy, indigestion. It's, oh, it's just, it wasn't. The Little did we know, time. every game would just be that way. It doesn't matter the opponent. Maybe it's just like now we're used to it. <laughs> Maybe it's just now we know. At least we know that nothing can be normal. I was, I mean, if you told me Purdue was going to score 43 on Nebraska, oh, I would have said, good. okay, terrific. Yeah. That's, it is definitely a win, but woof, woof, baby. I mean, the other thing that, that Purdue's been doing is scoring points, and, and nobody's like making a thing out of this. Like, Purdue scores a lot of points. Like, there's no, 
And I guess I, mean, I guess we what I guess we, we weren't. What's that? What what did we so six hundred yards in this last game? We found out later that the number we almost had the all time record in first downs. Yeah. So so Purdue. So that's the thing that's a little weird. It depends who you talk to. And I didn't think first downs were like a subjective stat, but um, I saw on Twitter some someone reporting that Purdue had 40 first downs. ESPN's uh, uh, game matchup still has Purdue at 38 first downs, and the all-time record is like 45. Um, the rest only two first downs got rescinded, I guess. I, I guess I don't understand how Not one it. is reporting 40 and one's reporting 38. 38 is still a lot of first downs, and the thing that to me is really jarring is. Time of possession, Purdue had the ball 42-42. Uh, Nebraska had it for 17-18. Yeah, Palmer didn't and, need that much time because all he did was get wide open and sprint. They either went three and out or yeah. they threw a 72-yard touchdown. Exactly. It's fine. And it's a pretty, it's a pretty efficient offense. Circling back to our favorite topic, Nebraska football, one of my favorite little subplots going on on Twitter was the little contingent after that game there's there's a little growing contingent saying maybe Mickey Joseph is the guy. You know, he had us in that game. We didn't have any right being in that game. Guys, guys, part of coaching is not getting manhandled that way. If, if you think that a guy is the right coach, but your team goes three and out a lot and only has the ball for 17 minutes, things aren't exactly going well. It's That's not like, like you guys hung so with Ohio State for 38 minutes or something. It's two different thoughts here, right? Which is Mickey Joseph could be the guy. Again, you could get Mickey Joseph. He's a Nebraska guy. You could, you know, uh, you could get good coordinators. You could hope for that he understands the fan base and understands and is the coordinator, the CEO type head coach, all of this, right? But that Purdue game didn't tell you anything. I mean, like, what, what are you talking about? What are you doing? But the mighty Nebraska is making decisions like this. It's great. Um, so it's yeah. I mean, like it, it was uh, it was amazing. What I would like to say is that regardless of whether Purdue wins or loses against um, uh, Wisconsin, uh, we have, we need that buy, man. People need Oof. to nap and just rest an ice bucket a little bit because it's like everybody's limping, man. Yeah. So the best thing to do right before you get that break is to go into Madison, mm-hmm. play Wisconsin, a known yeah. soft team. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> It's fine. It's fine. The Big Ten is so easy. I saw who was it who was chirping this week? I think it was um it was either oh, I think it was Louisville fans. I saw Louisville fans. Unlike them, out of character. Unlike them. I saw them making fun of Purdue's schedule. And I said something like fans of Louisville making fun of a Big Ten schedule for not being strong enough is like the highest of high I will, I will accept this from Florida or LSU fans or you know Tennessee fans or something Louisville? like that. Yeah, Louisville doesn't get to do that. They've got to hey, they've got to play UNC, man. It's rough. That's true. It's rough That's out true. there. They've got to play Duke a couple of times. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so, what was? Uh, I'm sorry, I just got distracted reading uh, Greg's uh, comment because our friend Greg is out in uh, Nebraska land. He lives out in Lincoln. Um, he said he had two Husker narratives leveled at me on Sunday. One was, we are so bad, the dream still isn't very good, and we're so much better than we were last month. That's always the best. It's like, you know, there is an, op- there is an option. There's a third option, Nebraska fans. You could just stop talking. Just yeah. stop talking. Oh, it's great because we turned to the guys behind us afterwards and we tried to make nice a little bit after the game or after that Charlie Jones. Uh, yeah, no, it was th- this game was just as it was Jay Buddy's turn to, to to be super annoyed and snap a little bit at the people around us. But, um, you know, we were, you know, we turned out it turned around. I think you were the one, Jay, who was, um, you know, turned around and was saying like, oh, so who do you want to, to be the head coach again? Like, you know, um, all things considered, who do you want? And they were like dumbfounded. They had no idea. They didn't nope. know. And they just said, yeah, Urban Meyer, why not? I was like, oh, this is a smart fan base right here. <laughs> Urban Meyer. Like, what kind of a fan are you? You don't even have a, like... You don't even have like an opinion. You don't even have a, and I mean, I guess that's just it is you don't want to, you don't want to live in reality. If they lived in reality, then they wouldn't be Nebraska football fans. There so, you go. Yeah. So, so Urban Meyer. Yeah. Tremendous. Great. Great answer. Great answer. Um, yeah. We haven't even talked about our coaching candidates. Now that, oh, now that um, uh, 
Matt Rule is is back on the market. He's another one that would be it would be a smart hire. I don't know if they'll I don't know if they'll it's go a, the Here's hires. the thing: there are so many smart options for them. Like I honestly think they could do Mickey Joseph, and it'd be a perfectly fine, rational, smart thing to do. Right. Um, you know, Urban Meyer's on the market, so who knows? <laughs> right? <laughs> like, uh, who knows? I mean, and the other thing is, like, this coaching carousel is going to get nuts. So who knows who's going to get bought out, and what flashy name is out there? And like, who you know? Imagine if Texas A and M buys out what's his face, Jimbo. They're, I don't think. They're they're be- oh. What do you mean? What you don't think it could happen in this market? I don't think ninety million dollars <laughs> in this economy. You don't think it could happen? I don't know. I think of. I think we may have found one that's that's kind of ironclad because his doesn't go down considerably ever. No, like I think it, it goes it just, up with inflation. Like I think it just it seems to like inch down. It's like in a couple of, like four years from now, it's only it's still seventy. Eighty six million. It's ninety million now. Four years from now, it's eighty six million. Somehow it grows. <laughs> they, 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 yeah, they, they wrote in this rollover clause where the money just fills up onto the other side of the. Oh, thing. that's it. Yeah, I, 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 they're not going to get rid of him. I don't think. I, I mean, God, I want funny. them to put. I want them to be in a position where they feel like they really have no choice but to do so. If it happens, we need to go live to Texas A&M with our correspondent, BS correspondent Michael there, just <laughs> just to interview people on the street. You know, I have to tell you, I've I've gandered over at the um, Twitter notifications, and so far we haven't gotten very much. But I do have one that it's interesting. It's actually a visual, and um, we were just talking before this show about oh, sharing things in this. That. We're going to give this a try. Stand by. While you pull this up, can I take a second right now? Sure. Uh, oh, you've got it. Oh, you've got it. Okay, here we go. Look at this. Look at this technology <laughs> that we got. <laughs> I, was zero, I was six by week 21. <laughs> I am losing to the bye week. <sighs> oh, it's tremendous. Still out, out to receive them. It's fine. What a waste of space. What a fraud program. What a fraudulent program. Uh, I'm sure they're going to beat us, but it's fine. I'll still make jokes. You can never stop me. You will never stop me. What um, do you want to take a moment to discuss? I just want to take a moment to congratulate our brethren, our Hoosier brethren, for being the first program ever to reach the hallowed threshold of 700 losses. Tremendous. First NCAA program to lose 700 football games. Just amazing. Indiana. Great Just, job. It's so Great good. Job, the, full ca- the full cast guys, <laughs> full cast guys were saying, now's the time to self-report some violations. And say, nope, those losses didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, it's so good. And, uh, you know, eventually there's somebody's going to be the first team to lose to the, to the first team that lost 700 games. And that's going to be rough, and I hope it's not pretty. I don't think it's gonna. Well, yeah, that's a good point. It could be pretty. Yeah, well, it could be. <laughs> I mean, it's a rivalry game. It was funny. Brom in the in the press conference was talking about the the schedule getting harder and harder, and yeah. I'm like, I, I that's just coach speak because it's like the schedule gets easier, man. And like, at all of a sudden, Illinois is really good, but like the schedule ends with North, Northwestern and Indiana. It's like that's those should be two free wins, and somehow this year I'm still nervous. Right. Right. Oh, I'm nervous. I mean, that's the thing. There are people out there talking about Purdue. Look at their schedule. Yeah, at Wisconsin versus Iowa, at Illinois versus Northwestern, at Indiana. Okay, so you have two teams coming up that were ranked this year, and then you've got a team that is ranked, and then you've got Northwestern, okay. Then you've got Indiana, who hates Purdue. So it's not it, It's not like I'm trying to think of someone to compare it to. This is not, you know, a – Clemson in the ACC a few years ago kind of schedule where there's one challenge throughout the year and that's it. I mean, it's it's still quite a, a humorous division, but like I'll say, you know, I'll still take it. <laughs> it's a humorous division. It's, hey man, yeah. I mean, it's you know, it's, you know, it's fine. It's a fine division. Win the game. Well, this is how this is how Paul Chris got the... fired for not winning this division easily for not being exactly. out front. Win the games that are in front of you and. But, you know, we were um, – first of all, what I do want to acknowledge is Purdue's real just knack for thriftiness and efficiency 
with the amount of porta potties that are available at the tailgating lots. There's only six. Six per tailgating lot is plenty. It's plenty if there are 3,000 people in the tailgate lot. It's totally fine just to have six. It's great. Don't worry about it. So in the long well, line, we were talking and people were saying like, oh, the West is set up for Purdue. And it's like, you know, talking and Nebraska fans are like, yeah, it looks good. You know, they're at the they're at their low moment. So they're saying, yeah, sure. Is, Purdue could look good. Things like that. And it's like just when Purdue's when when has anything ever gone wrong when everything is set up for Purdue? It's fine. It's great. So just win the ones in front of you for once and I'll be happy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, someone in uh, Kyle Sego just pointed out that they played a pillowy soft non-con while ours included Syracuse. Yeah, isn't that funny? Isn't that the Purdue way that they wind up getting Syracuse the what first time since 1987 that Syracuse has started 6-0, something oh, yeah. along those lines? They get that the Syracuse season. team. Yep. I mean, come on, come on. Um, yeah, and, and to your to your porta body comment, one thing I did notice, though, as we got closer to the stadium, the higher end parking seemed to have more. The rich seem to do better, even when it comes this to what peeing. This is this is what ha- it's trickle down. It's trickle down economics. That's it. It's real trickle down economics. If That's trickle there, down. It's economics. fine. That's trickle down. It's fine. You put more, uh, you know, places to be for the people that can afford it more. It'll trickle down to oh, us poor. Wait, what? We were up. We parked at the, there's a field across from Alexander Field, across from the baseball field, that I didn't know was an option. I'd never parked all the way up there. We, we knew it was an option as students, but it seemed like Timbuktu. That might have been, yeah, that might as well have been Chicago. <laughs> it felt like it at first, but the walk is really not that bad. Not that bad. It's real it's, nice through the trees, through the golf courses. It's actually quite a nice. It's uh, Jay bad. and I were holding hands, took a nice stroll. It was real yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Very much. It's um, real nice. All right. So so let's get to you, it. What, you, what? Go ahead. I was going to say, what are you feeling this weekend? I No loss. Absolutely. Oh, There's nothing goodness. that could happen that would get me to expect a win at Wisconsin. You're insane. You're insane. <laughs> I will never do it. I will gladly be surprised. I think I'll be surprised. I think this team is, I mean, like, I know this team is better, but like, I'm not going to expect it. I'm going to roll in there arrogant and whatnot. Like, I can't, no, I, I haven't, I've, I can't remember seeing it. So why would I expect it? No, thank you. Loss. <laughs> <laughs> Two games. Just get the game out of stupid range. That's it. If we're gonna win the game, win the game out of stupid range. If not, just go ahead and do take your normal loss and let Braylon Allen run a whole bunch because that's what Wisconsin running backs do, and let it be at least relaxing in that way too. But it's gonna be a barn burner, isn't it? It's gonna be a one point game. Go like two minutes left. It's terrible. <sighs> so, yeah. Uh... I'm not there with you. I agree that we haven't seen this. Um, but this team, Jeff Brom, AOC, they've proven that they're not they're not your father's or grandfather's or great grandfather's <laughs> football team. <laughs> Please, um, Wisconsin. <laughs> they right. They they've shown something. And it, I I'm with you in the sense that literally, like when you've never seen something, there's no way to believe it actually exists. But I'm told that you're talking about. You, you can win. <laughs> you can win in Wisconsin, in Madison. It does happen. Um, I, not for Purdue. Matt but, Painter can um, do it, but I don't Matt know. Matt Painter has no Purdue. trouble with it. Right. Matt right. Painter Bring can Matt do it. What was the what was uh what did what was uh Bizarro Matt Painter East Lafayette's Matt uh, Painter Tom, Tom Sculptor? Tom Sculptor? <laughs> Sorrow Matt Painter is Tom Sculptor from East Lafayette. Tom Sculptor, who's a terrible regular season coach, but always seems to do well in the tournament. It's very weird. Everything's very backwards in East Lafayette. Very svelte. Yeah. Oh, but short. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Um, um, I don't know. I can't do it. I I, I can't predict it. I can't. I don't know. If it happens, it happens. But South Haven Boiler over on the side says that he saw someone's early prediction at Kentucky. Versus the Boilers in the Pinstripe Bowl. If we win the West, are we clear of playing the Pinstripe Bowl? Absolutely. If you win the West, you are, I would say, if you win the West, you're no worse than 
the so I look today the um, I'm forgetting what it's even called. I have I, no idea. The old Outback Bowl. No, no, no. This is something else. It's in. Um, well, maybe it is the Outback Bowl. Yeah, because it's Tampa, right? It's in Tampa. Yes. Yeah. The it's like the something Quest, yeah. whatever. Not Car Quest. Some other stupid thing. But it's January second, which is really super weird, and it's the Big Ten third team. Remember, that's not necessarily third place; that's third choice for the bowl. But nevertheless, Big Ten third versus an SEC team. I think it said something like anywhere from third to eighth. Choice. So, like, so you could get anybody. So the Athletic had Purdue playing Kentucky still for that question that South Haven Bowler put up. Um, but playing them in that January 2nd bowl in Tampa, the old Outback Bowl. So that would be great. And I think if you win the West, you're in the Big Ten title game, which means you are, at worst, the runner-up in the Big Ten title game, which actually, I, I mean, unless I'm mistaken, that could lead to a Rose Bowl, couldn't it? If, I mean, if you lost oh, okay. to Ohio State, Honestly, makes so the playoff. If, you, if it's Ohio State makes the playoff, if Michigan does well enough, to make the playoff, even with a loss to their only losses to Ohio State, so like that could happen, right? That'd be wait, wild. Let me play this out. But then let Penn State, Penn State ends up kind of. I think Penn State ends up ahead of Purdue, likely. No wait, 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 unless they keep wait. losing, right? If Purdue plays in the Big Ten title game and loses, they aren't the they aren't the Rose Bowl automatically, right? Because it still can be. It's the next best. Yeah, and Rose right Rose has a. It's okay. a draft. It's a draft still. So. Right. Um, okay. To bring out okay. the break out the rose helmets. What's the worst thing that could happen? And wear them in Tampa. Yeah. Let's just. Let's yeah. Just exactly. Off. Don't wear get them the, no matter where. Get the Buccaneers like <laughs> their little flag thing through the pee. Yeah, the, <laughs> the yeah the the knife through the teeth. Yeah. So I mean, <clears throat> so that's what I think people teams. You know, uh, you can't as much as anyone can predict bowl games right now. A safe bet would be the third place or third choice Big Ten team would be in Tampa, and that would be Purdue against a good, you know, and honestly, I'll take Kentucky. If I have to play an SEC what, school. What happened to, I'm sorry, what happened the last time Purdue played a good SEC school in a bowl game? They beat them. Oh, okay. They, 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 yeah, but that, that SEC team probably, that SEC team probably wasn't very good, right? The next year they kind of flopped and nothing really happened for them. That team has not lost since. They just wow. beat Incredible, Alabama. but they haven't played a team like Alabama or anything like that, right? <laughs> Tremendous. They are now. What are they? Third now? Yeah, something. Yeah, asinine. They should probably be second. Like and they'll probably Ohio lose State, their next game. Ohio I State mean, does not have a win like that. Nobody has a win like that. Uh-uh. They're undefeated with a tough schedule. They should be at worst second to me. Um, like it should be them in Georgia at top, and then Ohio State. That was incredible. Um, oh, which we we saw three quarters of in the parking lot because right. we live in magical times and we can just bring a, a, a TV box to a tailgate and watch football games while we're waiting for Purdue games to happen. It's magic. We live in magic times. It is magic times. It's amazing. We're in, I always like to say we're in the future. It's this okay. is, this is what, when you were growing up, you were like, one day we'll have a flat screen <laughs> TV watching in high definition in a field plugged into a magic box. We are our ancestors' wildest dreams, sitting there in a field, <laughs> watching Alabama, <laughs> Tennessee, for no reason exactly. While you're sliding, uh, but then um, you walk past the guys who had that minivan with that 42 inch uh, TV screen just blasting in them, and you realize, Anisha's, oh, I've got steps to go. Anisha's criticizing my screen size. Look, uh, it's the girth that matters. I, <laughs> I brought what fits. Wait, what? Yeah, exactly. Um, it's fine. So over on Twitter, I asked people tonight, I decided to mix it up. Uh, I said, since we always talk about over-unders gambling, for fun, of course, and the like, give us some idiotic betting lines. Over-under fried Oreos you can eat, odds and Jeff I'm leaving that sort of stupidity. We'll see how this goes. That's what I said. Um, so let's take a look here and see what we've got. Uh, Doc Wattis comes in right away and says, uh, sets the over-under. Oh, uh, I mean, this is this is silly. This is I, This is taking money from you, Doc. Uh, over under 10 and a half, the number of eat AJ's mac and cheese bites you could eat in five minutes. Five minutes? This is over. a dentist. This is a dentist talking. This is a healthy dentist well, talking. Mac and cheese bites aren't the worst thing. It's not, he didn't ask about candy. That's true. The Oreos would have been bad. But Anish, mac and cheese bites, 10 and a half in five minutes. I could just pop. I could just keep Way going. Over. You don't even feel the full in that five minutes. Your brain is still processing that fake cheese and fried that's in your mouth 
It's not even processing how full you are yet. Oh, I could, it's oh. infinite. Nate Hartman says to pull up the screen. Why? Why? You can, you know, I just read it to you. You don't need me to put this up on the screen. You can, no, we you... need to read it. We need closed captioning. But, the, but the, here's the problem, guys. When we do, do that, it's hard to oh, look at the next one I'm going to bring up. I don't want to let you too far behind the curtain here. No, so. we can't. We can't. No, yeah, over. Way over. <laughs> All right. Here's one that is not specific to, um, uh, to what I was saying for tonight. Um, I'm, I'm stalling so that I can bring it up on the screen. Uh, Blue Ridge Boiler asks, assuming the Boilers win out in football with one loss, would you rather beat whiskey like a drum in Madison than lose to IU by two touchdowns or get blown out in Madison and blow out IU? Now, the second is the normal order of things. Yeah, that's going <laughs> to so, happen. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> so I think... I think blowing out Wisconsin in Madison might be because he, both games are on the road. So either way, you don't get to do it at home. I mean, if you only have one more loss, you're nine and three. So here's the thing. It really depends on the Iowa and the Illinois game, right? Which is you could lose that Iowa Illinois game, or I mean, you could lose this Wisconsin game. As long as you beat Iowa and Illinois, and you still won the West, right? Right. So I like, and you beat IU just because you but beat losing IU, to like IU a doesn't lesson. hurt you in your division chase. I mean, it hurts no, you but a it hurts my soul. I don't care. I don't care about this. Do you think I care about division? I went this far in my life without caring about division titles. It hurts <laughs> my soul. Yeah, oh I, man. Yeah. Oh well. Here's one that um, coming in from. Uh, hold on again. It's from Kevin Spry. Takes a minute to get this up. Um, wait, what? What did I say? What? Um, over under three and a half Pepto whiskeys during the fourth quarter on Saturday. Nisha. Just is the, the best part of being at the game is that I did not have access to Pepto whiskey. The worst part is that my indigestion out of control. It's you didn't so have bad. access to Pepto whiskey. I uh, to one or another part of of that <laughs> concoction, but like, who knows? Who can say which half? It turns out that they don't really care what you bring in to Ross Aid. They're not looking. Because nobody comes in there. It's fine. Because nobody comes into Ross Aid. It's fine. Um, Okay. You could sneak Pepto. You could sneak Pepto. It's fine. You could sneak. Do shots of it on the There was a guy, as we we were about to go in and may or may not. Put in a whole rotisserie chicken. (laughs) We may or may not have been sliding. Little like no, don't test. give away, don't give away company no. secrets. No trade secrets. We may or may not have been repositioning things we were bringing in, and a guy is like, "Hey, uh, they have metal detectors on the way in," and we're like, "Metal detectors? Where the hell do you think you are? What are you talking about, man?" And he's like, and instead of just leaving it at that, maybe he wanted to give more information, so we didn't think, "Oh, do you have a gun?" Because he goes, "Because he goes, yeah, I got my pocket knife with me." I'm like. We're going to go over. I'm sure you do, Bucko. <laughs> There's a big boy over here. We don't know this guy. Crocodile uh, Dundee with his knife. <laughs> exactly. He's like, I got my knife, and he pulls it out of like a sheath. <laughs> Can this come in? Um, that's what my wife would do. She would accidentally bring a knife, and then she'd take it out and ask. She'd be like, this is a, being polite. Okay? You got to. It's fine. Um, Blue Ridge Boiler asks, uh, between J Money, Boiler Dad, and Anish, what would be the order of finish for eating three Chipotle burritos after, I think he means fasting for a day, and then immediately running a mile-long race? I Yeah, I, I have eaten three Chipotle burritos. <laughs> I've done that part, part of it. I do that. I've done it. I'm not proud of it, but I'd do it. I'd do it again. So who, um, who could eat three and then I could, yeah. a mile? I, mean, I, I, could, I could do that. Yeah, I could do that. I wouldn't be. Anish? I wouldn't be happy about it, but I could do it. <laughs> Anish has a couple of things going. He's got age on his side, and he's got long legs. The strides. It's to take fewer strides yeah, to accomplish that mile, <laughs> and that's all. Efficiency is the order of the day. If this is it's Halloween season, I'm like Jack legs. Skellington. Yeah, Boiler Dad's legs. That's a lot. Yeah, of stuff. he's he's like DJ lot. Knox out here. <laughs> <laughs> he does have a certain DJ Knox sort of. Shape yeah. to him, doesn't he? He's a rhombus. Yeah, is you don't want to run into him. I'm good. I'm good. I don't. I don't oh, want to knock into him. Are you goodness. kidding? 
Um, uh, Nate Hartman, who, oh, wait, was Nate the one who earlier asked me to put this on the screen? No, maybe wants, that's why Nate with his ulterior motives. Nate here. just wants to be, Nate just wants to be famous. Nate says, over under one and a half Ferentz is employed by the Hawkeye football team oh, next over. season. Way over. You could put it at two and a half, and I'd take the over. <laughs> well, he says in his disclaimer here, I only know about Kirk and Brian. For all I know, is a nepotism runs deep, and there's a 19-year-old Ferentz videographer in the stadium DJ. It's Kirk's cousin, and half the security team is Ferentz's, and the head of the ticket office is Kirk's niece. <laughs> all very possible. I think all it's very. all absolutely true. Yeah. Frauds. Frauds. Yeah, Just I a mean, fraudulent program. How do you fire your son? I mean, is it something you can do? Hey, with mean... with gusto. <laughs> like give him give him the buyout. That's the best gift that a father could give the son. Here, take this money and leave legally. <laughs> you can tell him. Do... I don't think we have too many. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna Nate did want to be. That's the it does have ulterior motives, there's no doubt. He has another one here. See if you can, anyone, Anish, anybody watching, see if you can follow this. I'll read it aloud. For those. Read it uh, word for word, please, because yeah, oh, I have all, I'm already lost. For, exactly. For those just listening, this is even harder. Three Big Ten schools are already bowl eligible. Four more are likely to get there, and Northwestern doesn't have a prayer. But six Big Ten teams have three wins and need three more for bowl eligibility. MSU, IU, Rugger, Nebby, Iowa, and Wisconsin. Over under two and a half of these disappointments get to bowl eligibility. I feel like it's like Charlie has six apples. <laughs> the store is 12 Rutgers miles away. has two apples. And his buggy moves at 13 miles an hour. And there's a train with smoke coming out of the smokestack. Christy is moving due north by Raven at 14 miles an hour. She's dropping peaches. How many green beans are planted in the field? Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't understand. I don't understand, Nate. Your first uh, question was very good. Your first, your Iowa question, your Iowa scenario, your multiple fairances, tremendous. This one, I don't know. Is he saying over under two and a half of those six teams? So basically, getting to Michigan State, Michigan State, IU Rutgers, uh, Nebraska, Iowa, and Wisconsin. Well, like over a, under two of those teams, two and a half of those teams gets bowl eligible. Right? I think probably over. Probably. <laughs> I think they'll probably slap each other around enough. Yeah. Um, but I think here, 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 this is this is a we can naturally IU episode. wins out and gets bowl eligible. It's fine. <laughs> All right. Tom That's Allen saves his job. That's what he does. Nebraska has uh three wins, and they have Illinois, Minnesota, Michigan, Wisconsin, Iowa. I mean, they could get three in there. They, Nebraska. they could beat. Yeah, that's Nebraska's. Yeah, Illinois, I mean, Minnesota, like, Michigan, I think Wisconsin, Iowa. It would be hilarious if Mickey Joseph and, got them to a bowl after six years of Scott Frost not being able to. Oh, gosh. In fact, I'm kind of rooting for Mickey Joseph now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, Wisconsin has three wins. They have Purdue, Maryland, Iowa, Nebraska, Minnesota. They could absolutely win three games. No doubt. You know, I yeah, I guess, but this this Wisconsin, I don't know. Those are not great teams. Those are not great teams. No, no, there are no great teams in the West. Man, there's one great, two great teams probably in the Big Ten. Rutgers has Indiana, Minnesota, Michigan. What is how, how many wins are they at right now? They have three. Okay, all these teams have three. That's that was the whole. That was the starting point of that. Oh, I'm sorry. I, it was too many numbers. Okay, I get it. They have Indiana, Minnesota, Michigan, Michigan State, Penn State, and Maryland. They could beat Indiana. They could beat Michigan State. And then maybe they get lucky against Maryland or Minnesota. Probably. I not. mean, Maryland, Maryland, oh, Michigan, uh, yeah. Taco by Loa might be out. Um, yeah. I mean, so that's tough. So, yeah. So I'm going to say over the two and a half that he said because I think um, Northwestern is the only lost cause in my mind. And while we're reading off schedules, let's just go, let's just stick in the West. Let's end this by sticking in the West and Purdue's as we predicted in the preseason that the Big Ten West would come down to Purdue and Illinois, the two powerhouses of the Big Ten West. Who who, who would not have who who couldn't be surprised by that? No, nobody. Um, it's a Goliath. <laughs> Illinois is at Nebraska. Yeah, home versus Michigan State and Purdue. 
at Michigan and at Northwestern. So the problem here is that Illinois is decent. Inexplicably, their only loss of the season is a three-point loss, a three-point loss to Indiana. Otherwise, we're talking about a 7-0 and Illinois right now. Okay. And honestly, like Illinois blew out Wisconsin at Wisconsin, right? Like if yes. that if your biggest argument for Purdue going in and winning big is that Illinois went in there and did that, right? Yep. And Purdue can put up points better than Illinois can. Um, yeah, you know, Illinois' running back yeah. is still great. Illinois' defense is still great. But, like, Purdue can put up points better than Illinois. Well, the problem now, I was going to – yeah, go ahead. Yeah, but now Purdue just can't, like, you know, play smart and calm football. So that's the, that's the issue. The problem here, I think, is that Illinois really – now, could they trip and fall against – at Nebraska? Sure, they could. Yeah. But – but they've got at Nebraska, they should win that. They're versus Michigan State, they really should win that. The Purdue game, who knows, right? Let's say Purdue wins it. That's fine. Let's give Purdue that one. Then the only real tough one they've got left that's kind of like really unlikely they would win is at Michigan. Then they finish at Northwestern. So you have to assume, I think, one you, – you have to assume at least two or three more wins, right? At I least. I think so, yeah. Right, out of five. If they went two and three, that's a gift for Purdue. That is a this gift. is what we were talking about at the beginning of the season, though, which is like Illinois still has their margin of error and Purdue does not. I guess Purdue right. kind of won it back a little bit right now by grabbing a few unexpected ones. But like, you know, walking into October, Purdue's margin of error was nil. And by winning right. three straight games, they kind of got it back. Like Illinois is six and one. But 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 in conference, they're both three and one. So it's exactly. It yeah. comes down to that game against them. Now, if you assume they both take care of business as they should, perhaps Illinois loses at Michigan. Let's put that on the board. Perhaps Purdue loses at oh, I don't know, Wisconsin. Let's it seems viable. These th- I'm following <laughs> you so far. <laughs> um, this all sounds possible. Um then really it is going to come down to Purdue at Illinois. I saw someone make a point that, hey, game day has never come to Illinois. They're one of the few power fives. Actually, that, never that would be a ridiculous game day game, and I'd be all for it. I do. It's oh, it'd so be good. so great. It'd be, it'd so, be great. so funny. It'd be so like, it'd be such an ironic game day. It'd be, it'd be so, so many college football nerds would go to that one just be for the irony. I mean, in all likelihood, man, they're going to be eight and one. And, Iowa? And, yeah. I mean, not Illinois, I'm sorry. Illinois will be eight yeah, and yeah. one. They're gonna they got they got Nebraska and Michigan State between now and then. I think they probably drop one of those. I think they they drop a dumb game. They're due dropping a dumb game here soon yeah. enough. Well, they already dropped um, a dumb game to IU. You could argue that's their that dumb game. The dumbest. That's the dumbest loss anybody's ever taken. A three point loss in overtime to IU. Was it overtime? I don't know. But it, like three I point loss so. to IU. But it doesn't matter. They lost. I mean, if they're eight and one and Purdue is six and two. Uh, oh no! I'm sorry. That's Purdue would be seven and two. Seven and two. Yeah. Purdue seven, be and seven and eight two and eight and one. Man, I mean, that's, that's the thing. That's a th- like, they both be ranked. Purdue has made it through seven games and has five wins. No matter how we got here, like we're here now. It's good. This is great. It's, it, it might doesn't be, matter it how we be, got here. It may be trying to touch your nose by going all the way around your head, but like we're here. We're here now. We're I touching our like noses. Those videos man. you see. Of terrible drivers, like on Reddit or whatever, where it's like a person who's so clueless, they're driving their car with the, t- the wheel all the way off, and it's just sparking, and they're still driving down the highway, and it's like, doesn't matter. We got here. We made it. We made it. That's all that matters. That's it. You got it from point A to point B. Um, I'd like to thank our sponsors, Martin Vintage, and our boil at checkout. Get 15% off your entire order. And uh, friends at AJ's, that's at eatajs.com. Um, What's that URL I'll, one more time? Eatajs.com. Well, um, not, not like ajs.edu or anything like that. Dot biz. Dot biz. <laughs> it's eatajs.com. Uh, but it's less important that you know their URL. I think you can order online there. It's more important that you know they're on Vine Street in West Lafayette. And um, they already got a little plug when someone smartly asked a question about their mac and cheese bites. Uh, Anish and I learned product placement in we the learned, planted questions. That's how we, that's how great we are if you sponsor the show. We learned too late, um, sadly, that they have um, funnel cake funnel fries. Cakes. Oh yeah, funnel cake fries. So 
I will be back um, probably for basketball at some point, and I'm not going to miss out on Funnel Creek fries next time or mac and cheese bites. I think we did have those. Oh. Penn State game, we had those. Thinking about the basketball game that we were planning on with an AJ's trip. Oh man! Oh, that's a good. That is a good one. That is that a, is a good one. Um. Yeah. Well, you know, we've been talking to each other for an hour. We haven't really talked much this weekend, no. so um, no. you know, it's. Telling telling our significant to... telling our significant others. Oh, I haven't talked to I haven't talked to Jay Buddy in a little bit. I got I haven't talked to him in hours. I've got to go talk for an hour. Yeah, uh, it's the people who drive every weekend to tailgate for college football. Man, you are committed because not that people usually go as far as I did on that one, but man, that is a long way. New Jersey, you were I mean, like, because you stopped a couple times, like when you were on the road, you were hitting it, but like you you'd kind of on the way back took a couple stops and like you know stretched legs and things like that. That was like a and hit traffic in Pits in bustling Pittsburgh. Oh man, um, that was like eleven hours on or no twelve hours on the road for you. The way back was over twelve, yeah. Oof, yeah, yeah, twelve plus. Um, I mean, if you include stops, it was. Closer to, it's like 13 and a half. Like That's we left, nuts. we left Lafayette at 10 30 a.m. and I pulled into my house around midnight. Oof. Yeah. Oof is right. That's that Steelers traffic, man. That Steelers traffic is a killer. You know what I learned, and I have learned with you living there, is there's no Pittsburgh is not convenient to anything unless you're on a boat. Mm-hmm. That's a why it's boat. trying to get from Pittsburgh to New Orleans. We can get you there. We got you. <laughs> Don't worry about it. It's it's Very where convenient. it is because of the river proximity. Yep. But then they were like, we don't really need to build highways, too. You have rivers. No, we've got the infrastructure. Our highways are crumbling. Literally. Just just crumbling bridges. Literally. It's fine. Yeah. Wow. wow. Don't worry about you, it. Yeah. Because they're at the several hours and to the our trip. rivers. Exactly. Mercy. Anyway. Um, thanks, everyone, for joining us. Uh, Boiler Dad is on vacation this week, in case you're wondering. I probably should have said at the beginning. Uh, he is... Um, He's he's getting real. It's uh, the real world uh, boiler down. They're all what happens when you put fourteen people in a house. I'm trying to remember what the taglines were for the real world. That's another the fourteen doubts in a house. <laughs> That's it. I, I think sure it's very quiet. Oh and, yeah, um, there's no yelling, and mm-hmm. the game. You know, nothing's all nothing, agreements. Everybody right. agreeing with everybody else. Right, a lot of a lot of very no wild, no random wild opinions. No monopoly boards being flipped over Just, or anything like that. Yeah, you're no. not supposed to do anything on free parking. It says free. You don't put anything on free parking. <laughs> None of these arguments happening in the doubt household. Well, anyway, it's been an hour and six minutes, and I think we've done enough damage for this evening. Thanks everyone for joining us. Uh, your five and two boilers uh, head to Madison, and we'll see. It'll either be. A uh, happy, happy show next week, or it will be, well, what it normally is. <laughs> Same show that we've given you for 18 years now. <laughs> That's right. Good night, everyone.